Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, Satellite Sisters. We're excited to announce our new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It's happening. A little pep talk in your inbox on Fridays. Every issue will be short and sweet with podcast highlights, our recommendations for books, TVs, and films that are going to keep you entertained, plus recipes and other, you know, tidbits. And of course, there'll be a little pep talk because we all need that right now, don't we? It's the perfect newsletter to enjoy and then share with your satellite sisters and misters. You can find sign-up links all over the place, on our social media, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. We would love to have you sign up for Pep Talk now. Thanks. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It is great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm the youngest sister, and I am happy to be here on our very last show of 2020. We we made it. We made it. Yay. <laughs> we all made it. This is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. You know, despite everything, it's been a very meaningful year at Satellite Sisters. And we are going to reflect on that later in the show. But I am really happy to be here too, Leanne. So, Julie? Well, it makes three of us. I'm Julie Dolan. I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm the oldest sister. And for some reason this holiday season, I keep trying to water my new artificial tree. <laughs> Anyway, is that a a first for you, Julie? It it is. It is. I I just haven't really got the hang of it yet, but, um, (laughs) but it looks nice and it's bringing holiday cheer and that's what counts. All right. Today on the show, it is our last show of 2020 and we are going to do some reflections in the last segment. We've all prepared top 10 of 2020 lists, but they're all different. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're, that's all a surprise to each other. So we're bringing you some list action. Uh, Julie, you had to go to Homeland security this week. So can't wait to hear about that. Yes. We're, we're very curious what that's all about. I was, I'll tell you, I'll let you know. Uh, but Liz, what we really have are like two huge female uh, executives from Hollywood on the line, thanks to you. Blockbuster, Leanne. We have a blockbuster entertainment interview coming up. Yeah, we pretty much have the two women who run the holidays on television. They are, they are the CEO and the head of programming of Christmas, pretty much. Um, Wanya Lucas is the CEO of Crown Media, which is the Hallmark Channel, people. And there are many Hallmark Channels. Uh, and previously, she was CEO of Public Broadcasting Atlanta and the president and CEO of TV One. And we first met at Discovery Communications because, among other things, she was the global chief marketing officer when I was the chief marketing officer at OWN, which was part of Discovery. You guys may not even remember that I did that at one point in my career. Yeah, I remember. I, I was forgetting the Discovery piece. The Discovery, yeah. Okay. The Oprah Winfrey Network is part of the Discovery Network. 
But also joining us is Michelle Vickery. She's the Executive Vice President of Programming and Publicity across the Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies, and Hallmark Drama. That's a lot of programming people, as well as they have a streaming service now. So, so she wants that. So that's that's a lot of powerhouse thinking about how to celebrate the holidays on TV. Right. I'm excited to talk to them. We're going to talk about movies, but also we're going to talk about leadership and, you know, storytelling. Yeah. And it's a, it's a business and a fun Christmas conversation. So but you guys have kind of been cramming to talk about Hallmark. Yes, we, we've movies, been right? doing so- some very deep dive. Yes. We've been doing our research. Uh, and we have been loving it, haven't we? Yes, this was yes. excellent. This was yes. excellent. This was maybe the timing. best assignment of the year. And I can't wait to talk about some of the Hallmark holiday movies uh, that we've watched, right? Yes. Uh, but first, yay science, yay vaccines, yay healthcare workers. What a week in America. Yes. I don't know. That footage yesterday of those people made me tear up. And those trucks headed the out. trucks and rolling those- out. Oh, and the planes landing here I in know. California, and I just I couldn't watch the reporting without tearing up seeing all. Those I was crying doctors. too I, when the CEO of FedEx said, "Relax, we've got this." Oh. I just just made us like nobody said relax to us in nine months. I know. I know. He said, relax. Well, "We got this. We've got <laughs> yeah. this. They know what they're doing." Okay, yeah. great. So we're, we're it's really hopeful. It's really exciting, and I'm glad that the first doses are going to healthcare workers and uh, and to people in nursing homes. That yes. That is wonderful. Yes. I'm, I think I'm 99th in line out of 100 to get my dose. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to okay. wait in line. Right. right. We're, we're, we're happy line. with that. We're happy yep, with yep. that. I'm just going to totally wait in line. Good. Good. Yeah. Sisters, I have to tell you, I, I was dealing with another branch of the U.S. government this week. Uh, that would be the Department of Homeland Security. So, January 2020, the beginning of this year, my husband and I applied to renew our global entry status. Now, Liz, you have that, Lee, and I don't think, mm-hmm. do you do that global I do, entry? actually. I do have yes. it. Global entry. Okay. So, you know, it was a little backlog because of COVID. So, but my husband heard in September of this year that he had been renewed and they sent him a new card. So that was great. I had applied at the same time. I did not hear anything. So, this past week, I was notified by um, Homeland Security to come in because I needed to have an interview. They were not going to renew my global entry without an interview. Okay. So- Can we just stop? The global entry is what allows you to, when you enter the, enter the United States from another country, you just like go to an ATM and hit a few buttons. And yes, you right that's through. exactly right, Liz. That's, that's right. It's, you know, you are a trusted traveler. That's it. So, but I'm thinking, so... What was it that, uh, why did I kick out of the system? Was it my trip to North Korea? Was it living in Russia for five years? Was it the time I spent in Iraq? I I didn't know, but I was really working myself up. But the other thing I remember about my first interview for Global Entry is they asked about like my elementary school. Did they ask you that? The the, um, Homeland Security officer? Julie, you got me so freaked out about... (laughs) what the interview was going to be that I remember driving to LAX, re- repeating to myself the name of my elementary school, the name of our our childhood phone number. Like you said, they're going to ask you about the name of your second grade teacher. So I'm like, Miss Sorchiati, Mrs. Palmer, you know, <laughs> Mr. Aida. Yes. Like, and then I got there 
and actually it was at the time I was working at the Oprah Winfrey Network. Here was the one question the guy asked me. He looked at like my whole thing. He's like, he's like, huh, you work for Oprah, huh? <laughs> They're like, it was the only, the only thing he cared about. Where does she live? He wanted to know. <laughs> so that's, so anyway, well, so <laughs> you know, so you know, so I had worked myself up and here's the thing. I could not remember my second grade teacher list. Mm. So oh. as my prep, my Hail Mary pass to the Homeland Security officer was going to be, well, I can tell you my sister Liz's second grade teacher, <laughs> Miss Sorchiati. I could remember that. <laughs> All right. So I'm really in a sweat under my mask. And, you know, as I go into Homeland Security, so I go in for the interview, they call me in. Of course, I walk back by this very large file cabinet that says rejected applicants on it. So I was like, really? 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 And so I, they, I sit in a cubicle. I'm waiting for the officer to come back to his desk. But in the meantime, I can hear the, I can hear the man in the next cubicle. I mean, these aren't closed cubicles. They're just, it's just a piece, yeah. essentially a piece of cardboard between us. And I hear the officer saying, uh, that he is going to reject this appli uh, this application from this gentleman because of his two felony convictions. Okay, that's oh. what he's saying to the guy next to me. So I'm okay. thinking, fair moment. enough. I was like, okay, maybe that guy has bigger problems than me and not being able to remember my second grade teacher. Then I'm thinking as I'm waiting, well, perhaps this guy has paid his debt to society with the two felony convictions, and now he wants to do some international travel. Mm -hmm. Or not. I don't know. Or maybe not. Uh, and then I was thinking, if you have two felony convictions, why would you even apply for a claim? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who you so, are working yourself up. I am. Yeah. So then when the officer does come in, I can see he, he has some Beatles music on. He's very, very nice. He asks me no questions. He just takes a new, highly unattractive picture of me <laughs> and my fingerprints and sends me on my way. But it did make me think that like, no matter what burden you think you have, like I can't remember my second grade teacher, mm -hmm. which I, I did, I think it was Miss Meacham. I came mm -hmm. to me later. You know, there are other people walking around <laughs> with mm -hmm. two felony convictions. Mm -hmm. So they have heavier burdens, but yes, yes. that is my story. <laughs> okay. It's quite, it's quite a lesson. <laughs> Okay. And uh, what's happening? The minute you get the vaccine, you are fleeing the country? Is that what's exactly, happening? Exactly. Exactly. I am, I am on my way. Yes. I don't know. It's funny. I was talking to friends the other day about like, what are you going to do the moment you can actually go somewhere? I, I just would like to go to Hawaii, which I know is part of America. So I don't need any like special. I could probably do that now, but I'm not going to. But that's my fantasy now is just, I just want to get back to Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, Liz, okay, I believe Liz. in you. Well, uh, Julie, I just wanted to share with you a little of the behind the scenes with the big Cooking with Liz wrap party. Uh, this weekend, we had Drinking with Liz in Holland. <laughs> and um, it was fabulous, was can I say, as a viewer, like, Liz, your kitchen never looked better. I love the white lights. Thank and you. Leon and Colin just, I mean, you guys look great. It was, Liz, I felt like you were really in your milieu this time with the, with the cocktails. That really went well. Yes. <laughs> you, you think just uh, making a cocktail is as ambitious as they should be instead of, say, Chateaubriand? Is I that did what you're not say that, Liz. I do. You just seem to be enjoying yourself a little more, a little more relaxed. Yes. Yeah. No fire, first of all, with, the <laughs> with this cocktail. Uh, but, um, you know, 
Colin was nervous. And uh, mm. so I purposely didn't tell him that there's an actual audience for cooking with Liz. I think he thought, well, this is just Liz's little <laughs> personal TV show. <laughs> sure, Aunt Liz, I'll be on your quote TV show. And uh, so I didn't say that there were, you know, be a thousand people watching. Yeah. I think he thought there were about 20 people watching, which mm -hmm. is good. And then we had a lot of discussion, hair up, man butt, hair down. He didn't know how to wear his hair, his long hosier-like locks now. So uh, from COVID. <laughs> so I think his COVID hair totally suits him, Leanne. It does, actually. He looks, he looks great with the long hair. Yeah. And he got all dressed up and that was good. I didn't even yep. have to say get dressed up. Uh, I, I, I believe I said at one point, you're not wearing that, are you? But I didn't actually. <laughs> and then in a freak circumstance, um, my older son Brooks was around because he and Colin had been playing golf. And, you know, Brooks is a photographer, has a rental business, uh, which includes film gear. So as we moved, we were going to, Colin was going to be in one room and I was going to be in another and he was going to be down below and we needed a taller thing. And the next thing you know, I have to clean the kitchen in 10 minutes. And like, <laughs> I, so Julie, you thought the kitchen, looked my fabulous. kitchen looked, I just yes. threw everything in another corner. I just cleared everything <laughs> off. That's the spirit. That's the spirit of holiday cleaning, Leanne. I like it. <laughs> and then Liz, and then Brooks went out, uh, he had his van, his lighting kit van. He had just picked up you know lights from a job so that was like hollywood lighting in the kitchen that's why we looked good at one point he's like do you want the firelight effect i can make it flicker on your face like there's a fire it's like and liz said no i think people will think they're having a stroke <laughs> yeah i didn't think we wanted any flickering it is just it's facebook live so just keep simple but yeah they had all this glorious lighting and i thought i've done like you know I just dozens and dozens of episodes, just me, myself, and I with a laptop. So, but I was very glad we could end on such a high note. And your kitchen did look like huge and beautiful. And for, for TV shows in a kitchen, having an island helps yeah. a lot. Because yeah. then you have a foreground and a background, which I don't uh -huh. have in my kitchen. No. So it looked great, Liam. Thank you. Well, we had a lot of fun. And Colin, I noticed he was a little nervous mixing those drinks. His hands were shaking a little bit. Aww. But I, I said to him, just speak slowly. Because I had done a um, Zoom cocktail event like the week before where uh, it's our investment club. We had our Christmas party. <laughs> and so we paid some bartender in LA to show us how to make a drink. And yeah. I don't really drink martinis. I don't really drink cocktails. So I just wanted to chip in and he was not good. He was talking too fast and he was unfocused. So I said, just speak slowly because people will be trying to follow along with you. So he was very happy to do it, Liz. And, you oh, know, thank so you great. for all the nice comments. He enjoyed it. He'll share more cocktails if people want. And, um, yeah, yeah listen, listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's you can see it in the Facebook group, but also yesterday I posted it to Instagram. So if you follow at Sat Sisters on Instagram, you can see the whole thing there. It was it was super fun. And we read a lot of your toasts. Yeah. They were wonderful. They were and then wonderful. it was fun to see the photos of people's drinks afterwards that they posted. It looked shockingly festive for yes. a Zoom wrap party. So thanks to everybody who participated. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Well, Liz, that's exciting for you. I'm sure you're exhausted from what a what a year you've had. So, well, yeah. I, just the fact that I have a potential spinoff, Leanne, that, you know, here in the first year, I've gone from cooking with Liz to potential cocktails with Colin, you know, and there, there was just a lot of clamoring 
for potentially a New Year's edition with more Ooh. cocktails. So, you know, it's something to think about. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to nail anyone down yet, but, you know, I think there's potential in the Cocktails with Colin uh, format. Okay. Liz okay. is always the TV executive. <laughs> you know, she's building her media empire. She's jettisoning us, Liam, but she's moving on. Okay. Hey, well, I would have to say, Liz and Leanne, that if you have not been to a holiday office party on Zoom, you should do that. Okay. I know we're all, everyone's fatigued from being on Zoom, but I attended one this past week for the not-for-profit where I volunteer. And I would have to say it was really festive. It was really fun and well worth it. I didn't organize it and hats off to the organizers. I think that is key to a lot of successful Zoom parties, right? Rather than just a free-for-all. In this case, Food was provided, um, you know, you could pick up your box of food at a designated safe time. And as well, there were gifts for the employees. Uh, people wore festive wear, they had headgear, they had holiday glasses on, holiday shirts and everything. I thought that was good. We even had games. We had holiday games where we went into breakout rooms, Zoom breakout rooms. And we had, you know, we had to do holiday wow. And came back. Oh, yes. It Advanced was, use of Zoom breakout. I like it. It was really fun. And the best part of it is you didn't have to drive, right? You didn't have to dance. It's low key. So mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people that don't like big holiday parties, this was a very fun way to uh, celebrate. And all I'm saying this week, there's probably, you may have, you know, one in your future and you may be yeah. reluctant to, oh, you know, Go ahead, put a festive top on and enjoy, enjoy these events. That's what I say. I'm with you, Julie. At the end of our wrap party, I actually felt like I had been to a party. And yes. like, I felt like, oh, that was a party. So that was great. That was great. I would say absolutely the same thing. Yeah, it was surprisingly fun. In fact, just this morning, I was saying to my husband, are you going to do anything for your employees at the end of the year? And his answer was no. And I'm like, listen, I, I, we could put something together. We could get Colin on the I blower. Colin yeah. is a winner. <laughs> Leon, listen to this. 3M in Atlanta created a virtual ski lodge online that it included a fireplace and there were different tables and attendees could uh, click on different tables to go visit with different people in different breakout wow. rooms. Wow. So maybe you can get on, you and Colin can get it get on it for uh, your husband's company party. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'll, I, yeah, I'll talk to him about that, Julie. That seems like a lot. I think one <laughs> cocktail in the kitchen is maybe what we can handle this year, but okay. But okay, you guys, though, when you start talking about virtual ski lodges, that takes us right to, you know, your favorite Hallmark holiday movies. We're getting excited about talking to Wanya and Michelle, but first, I know you guys have been like, really cramming why you just love these movies anyway so so what are your faves julie what what have been your favorite hallmark holiday movies well i've seen quite a few i have to say i totally loved love lights and hanukkah that was just a surprise and a delight and i and i liked it you know because it was a co combination of both christmas and hanukkah traditions that was good um christmas comes twice has to be one of my favorites of the season yeah and of course a royal Christmas, like mm -hmm. two mm -hmm. fabulous things, <laughs> royalty, Christmas together, 
You love it, right? Yeah, well, I like any of the Hallmark movies with faux principalities. And they, <laughs> there's always three or four every year. Uh, it doesn't matter where the principality is. It's somewhere near Monaco, Monaco yes. or something. Bavaria. Or it could be near Monaco, too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no matter what, the prince has, uh, the royal family all has British accents. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter really where it is. Where and, the country is. Yeah, yeah, so I love any faux faux principality that works for me i like anytime they go to a small lodge in connecticut vermont those are popular places i like the snow ones i (gasps) like that the snow the hallmark snow is the most fabulous snow ever ever (laughs) right i mean it is just luxurious it is full it's plump it's fluffy it is it's perfect it's never cold you know you know nobody ever slips i mean it's all great so I love that. I, I, I do enjoy ones where the whole town is getting together for a gala, yes. a Christmas festival, yes. or a tree lighting on the 24th of December, which would yes. never happen in real life. <laughs> no one no one plans a gala on the 24th of December. That, that is nonsensical. And yet in almost every, you know, in Love Comes Twice, Julie, we had Christmas carnival. I mean, how many times did they have to go to that Christmas carnival? I love two it, stars, <laughs> But they just kept going back. They you know, the other thing nice about Hallmark, uh, Christmas, Countdown to Christmas, the parents and the grandparents are always attractive and yes. wise and uh p- and people listen to them okay <laughs> they're not ignored i enjoy you're that. saying that as a grandparent as a grandmother i enjoy that i find that fantasy very very appealing okay and you know the thing about a hallmark movie liz is you can jump in at any time day yes. or night it doesn't yeah. matter anywhere what your day was like you walk home and you get home and you want to watch always a pick me up mm-hmm. you just turn it on and you can get into the story, you know, mm-hmm. because you can trust Hallmark that it's going to take you somewhere nice. Now, I, I like that. In some ways, I feel like having the Hallmark channel on in my house is part of my holiday decorations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. You light the tree, you turn on to Hallmark. You yeah. know, like it's just when you're puttering around or yeah. cleaning or cooking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just have that on the background. It's, it's, you know, it's always visually very Christmassy. I like it. Yeah, and it doesn't at that point it doesn't matter if you've seen Miss Christmas 12 times. You're just going <laughs> to pop in and enjoy one or two segments of Miss Christmas, do some things, come back. Oh, oh, oh the tree, oh there's the mix up. Oh, is she going to move to the small <laughs> the town or stay in Chicago? We don't That's know. That's right. Or they get like on Christmas getaway with Henry Winkler was in that one lane. Oh, uh, he you know, always- they- yeah, he's, he's in a lot. Yeah, they get, lot. get stuck, missed planes, missed connections. Mm. But you know, the themes of hope, of redemption, yeah. of forgiveness, of positive change, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sign me okay. up. More, more, Can't- more. This is the year. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to uh, Tawanya and Michelle about, you know, what's going on at the Hallmark Channel. So we have two huge Hollywood executives coming up next. Uh, But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what uh, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. 
I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. So welcome back, everybody. You know, if I owned Jingle Bells, I would be ringing them right now because it's Hallmark Holiday Movie Time and Satellite Sisters. Uh, We're joined from Atlanta by CEO Wanya Lucas. Hey, Wanya, thank you for joining us. Hi. Hello. (laughs) It is so great to see you. And from Studio City, California, by Programming Chief Michelle Vickery. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Happy to be here. Okay, you guys. I cannot tell you how happy you have made us. You know, it is just, it is not the holidays without celebrating with the Hallmark Channel movie or maybe a dozen of them, you know, especially this year because we're all home in our jammies anyway. (laughs) It's just been great. So what do you think makes people flock to the channel and makes the movies so special. Wanya, you go first and then Michelle. Sure. Well, I would say that this is my first Hallmark uh, Christmas. Um, I think people come to the movies because I think they offer an element of escape. They also offer an element of nostalgia. I think ultimately it is about love and everything's going to be all right in the end. Um, I think there's an element of predictability and an element mm-hmm. of fantasy. And yeah. so I think all those things just make you happy this time of year because who doesn't want that? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, Michelle, how about you? What's, your, what's the secret sauce? The secret sauce? Uh, well, I can't tell you that because otherwise other people... Uh, <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I withdraw uh, the question. Uh, well, it's not secret. I, it, you know, it's our brand. And, you know, we have... Um, one of the most iconic brands in American history. And the, 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 the day we launched Hallmark Channel, people knew what that was supposed to be in their own minds. And I think you, you, we can all relate to like what that feels like. And, um, and giving our audience what they are looking for in terms of a Hallmark experience is uh you know is is what we do and when we do it right uh you can see the um the, what one you just described and yeah that's, that's yeah yeah that's and that's what it, that is it's not I, I i said it with few words it's not easy but it is um a, a, a great uh, it's a great job yeah well especially this year it hasn't been easy michelle so one unique movie this year is called one royal holiday and so i understand that was not cast until 
after the pandemic. So you ended up using lots of out-of-work Broadway stars, which we fully support, by the way. So tell us about that project and how that all came together. Uh, So, you know, we have a a bi-coastal development team. So we've got people working in LA and New York and our New York team, uh, especially connected to the Broadway community. And so Laura Osnes and, um, oh goodness, um, um, Andrew Tavit, Tavite, I'm sorry if I- Right, right. uh, Wrong. they uh, they uh, came to, uh, we cast both of them in the movie and um, they came to us and said, listen, you know, we sing for a living and can we be part of, uh, can we also do a song in the movie? And we had them do that and it's beautiful. Um, but it was really, uh, it's really great to uh, be able to engage uh, the Broadway community at this time. Yeah, yeah. And you, you shot it in Connecticut, I understand. That's where we grew up. So we will be very nostalgic while watching. So is it shooting in Connecticut for somewhere else? How, how did all of that work, the production? Well, you know, it's been, it's been difficult. Uh, we have had to move to a lot of different locations um, based on not just the, uh, the script, but where we were able to shoot. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we shot in Utah, we shot in Connecticut, we shot in North Carolina, we shot in lots of places in Canada, and um, we did the best we could to try and recreate uh, those experiences in, uh, in each of those uh, communities, while also trying to tell a story from a script that had been developed last year. Yeah. So, Which yeah. was another world last year, right? <laughs> yeah, it was another world, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, One of our wanted... satellite sister, oh, go ahead, Wanya. Sure. I just want to add one of the reasons I loved One Royal Holiday is because a little known fact is that I went to a high school of performing arts. And um, (laughs) I'll never forget my science teacher said, thank God you didn't pursue that Broadway thing, which meant I wasn't good enough. But that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I did okay. But, um, backhanded compliment. <laughs> backhanded compliment. But, you know, music is such an important part of Christmas mm-hmm. that just bringing that forward in our movie, I think, made it really special, especially with people who really master that. So I think that's the other thing that made that movie really special is just bringing that music forward yeah. at this time of year. So true. One of the Satellite Sisters listeners posted on our Facebook page, um, uh, photos you shot it in her hometown in Connecticut and she was so excited that we were talking to you she's like here it is in July with all the fake snow people were like I can't believe that's fake I was like is that why the actresses never wear hats because it's, it's shot in July <laughs> so. it's Christmas all the time at Hallmark okay. we are uh, uh Wanya has charged us with uh starting to shoot our uh, 2021 Christmas movies in January. Wow. Uh, so if you don't love Christmas, <laughs> it's, Who it's, doesn't? It's, it's a hard place. To, yeah, it's a difficult place to work. Luckily, everybody loves Christmas. Yes. Yes. You know, one of the things that intrigues me as a writer, I mean, I watch your movies religiously and then I sort of pick them apart and try to piece together the nine act structure and work backwards from there. Uh, but I also just, really admire the creative community you've put together. You know, like Holly Robinson Pete, she does not only she acts, she's EPing, executive producing movies for you. You really have a family uh, with the actors and then they're in your shows and they're in the movies and they have a following. That's such an unusual structure. How did that develop? Like unless you're Dick Wolf. I mean it's a very unusual <laughs> structure for a network. So uh, Michelle, how did that develop? 
uh, you know, I, I'd like to consider myself the Dick Wolf of Hallmark. I think, okay, you <laughs> are now. It's no. official now. We've, we just announced it. <laughs> I am the Ryan Murphy of Hallmark. Uh, I, uh, here's what I think we do is that, uh, and again, I'll, I'll, I bring it back to the brand. There is such an expectation of high quality, of tradition, of of love and and making people feel good about the world that is our brand, and uh, I think and and Wanya is like the better brand person, so I'm going to turn it over to her in like one second. Uh, <laughs> but I will say what we have done is um, create a family um, with our actors, and that is uh, really important to us. Um, because it starts, it is a nicer place to be in the world of Hallmark. Mm-hmm. And we are, and, and, and it starts from the top. It starts from the family and, it, and it, is, it is something that's pervasive. We have actors who say, like I was working on a Hallmark movie and it was so wonderful. And then I, I had a recurring over on this other network, shall not be named, and, uh, and, and and there were, you know, and they were, you know, they were slamming doors and, you know, people were walking out and then I came back and we still made, make great content and we're nice doing it. And then I will turn it over to Wanya to talk about the brand. Yeah, I just want to add one more thing. We, um, yeah. we did a series of focus groups and it's the first time I've ever done them by generation and by race. Mm-hmm. And so it was fascinating, but I think one of the things that was consistent as it relates to the Hallmark brand and also the Christmas movies is that it's almost as if people put themselves inside the movie, right? So when you think about the fact that you're going through this experience and there's a conflict and there's family and there's town and a sense of community, um, people all seek that. They've had it in their lives and you get to relive that feeling in a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. And I've never really worked on a brand where people were literally projecting themselves inside the content. Highly that's, unusual, very immersive. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, also it relates to the fact that there's been so much discussion this year, just nationally, but inside your company too, about racial and cultural inclusion. And I know that one of your missions has been to tell more stories about more kinds of people on all of the channels that you run. So, you know, Wanya, you're, you're new there, but it must be very exciting for you to have that as the mission across so many of the channels there. Yeah, I mean, I say often that, you know, when you think about the values, the hallmark, and we kind of mentioned some of them here, they're universal, right? They're, they're open and accessible to all. Everyone wants love. Everyone wants hope. Everyone wants that sense of optimism. And, and, um, and so we need to, to really lean into that. And, and Michelle and her team have done a great job this year in a very short period of time within 40 movies of reflecting that. So. Wow, Michelle, hats <laughs> off. Thank you. I, I, you know, I, uh, I, I, my hat goes off to the development team. Um, they were ready and willing to, to start to embrace, uh, to, to embrace diversity and inclusion as a big priority for us. And having Wanya come on board and, and really start to engage the conversation about what we do next is particularly exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's great for the shows. So Wanya, how do you think about diversity and inclusion inside the company? 
because it's it's a big company with a lot of people that have been there a long time and then you're the new CEO. So what's your vision of that? Well, let me start by saying that, you know, we just got off of a D&I call before. This. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very much employee-led, which I've, I've never experienced before. And they're holding us and everyone else accountable. So it's kind of top-down, bottom-up, and I love that. Um, it's hard to start a new job in a pandemic. I have not physically met most of the employees. I've met, I know Annie, because we work together at Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've met my direct reports. And, and that's it. And then I was in the office for one week and I met the people, who, there are like four people there. So it's hard. It's, it's very hard. I think though we have a lot of time. By the way, we met in an airport hangar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Socially distanced. <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> for an hour. Socially for distanced. For an hour. For one hour. I was like, talk fast. Talk fast. But, you know, within the company, we're doing everything from book clubs. We we are having tough conversations that need to be had and engaging those who want to be engaged in them. Um, We have, we won the, we came in fifth for the AIDS walk and how much, how much participation we had and money we raised. So Mm -hmm. we're starting to reach out to many diverse communities in an active and engaging way. And again, it's employee led. So, um, but I do believe it starts at the top. Right? I really do. Yeah. And I have to show that I value it. And I do. Well, I mean, you did, you took this job on at a crazy time. You became CEO of Crown Media in July, right? Eight so, August. 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 Oh my God. August. So we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, during an awakening for racial justice and not for nothing, but wholesale change in the entertainment business itself. So, and you're the first female CEO there, right, Wanya? No, actually, I think oh, Margaret, Margaret Lush. Margaret Lush oh. was, right? Lush, that's right. Oh, okay, uh, all right. Back in, 19, uh, 19, in uh, 1999, so the last century, uh, Margaret Lush <laughs> was okay. the uh, first CEO. Uh, <laughs> a terrific one, and, um, uh, and we all yeah. 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 And you were the second African-American woman to be CEO of a cable network when you ran TV One. So I would just say, even for an overachiever like yourself, this is, <laughs> this is quite a challenge to take on leadership in this time. Like, how are you doing? Just you personally, Wanda. You can, how, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm doing great because it is the happiest place in the world to work, especially this time of year. I mean, it really yeah. is, even remotely. But, you know, one of the things that I've done everywhere I've gone and did this time but via Zoom is I meet every single employee. I do them in small group um, discussions and I ask them a few questions. You know, who are you? I don't need to know your resume. What do you do now? How long have you been here? I ask for a fun fact and I'll share mine that I share. (laughs) I ask for a fun fact and I ask them their hopes, dreams, and aspirations for the company. And that's a way of a flip side of saying, hey, what's wrong? What do you want to fix? You know, that's, but, but what do you love about it too? So people walk away feeling like they've, you know, been heard. And, and I repeat things I've heard and I give them attribution Mm -hmm. often. Um, My fun fact, by the way, is that my uncle is Hank Aaron. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) I, ah. we, are, we are a serious baseball family. Oh, my right? gosh. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And my father was the first black general manager in baseball for the Braves. So I grew up in stadiums. I have a strong sense of team. So I flip it to why it's important to them. Yeah. I'm all about the team. Yeah. How yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, now we know who to call for World Series tickets, <laughs> too. But what, oh. what are you going to do when the, when the pandemic is over? 
are you going to relocate to Los Angeles? How will you leave your beloved Braves? How's that? You can, we can have a, could you possibly be a Dodger fan? No, right? We are, we are, we are making her come to Los Angeles. <laughs> Definitely coming to LA. I'm excited about it. I lived in the Bay Area, you know, for a couple of years and I love yeah. the West Coast, but yeah. I will always be a Braves fan. Yeah. 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 No stay, yes. Yes. Of course you will. Yes. Stay with it. For goodness sakes. Liz. Leanne is very judgmental of people who switch teams just based on where they happen to live. She still has very strong feelings about the Yankees where right. we grew up, even though she's been in California, what, for like 30 years now, Leanne? Yes. I did enjoy the Dodgers victory this year, but I just with a, you know, asterisk. Um, yeah, still a Yankees fan. We, will let, we will let Wanya wear her team colors. Yeah. Okay, I'm still, I can't believe your grandfather was Hank Aaron. I'm sorry. Uh, uncle. 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 Carry on with the conversation. <laughs> no, but you know, with the hopes, dreams, and aspirations, I just want to say that consistently D and I came up. Yeah, really? So that is something that people valued. Um, and I let people know that I wanted to be challenged. I think it's important that, you know, it starts with me. This is an environment where you have a voice. I want to be, you need to be heard. I mean, just to really talk about the cultural elements about what's important um, and what to hear what was important to them more importantly yeah. um, and, and see where we um, align. And we align, you know, I would say perfectly. Mm -hmm. So it, it was good. It helped me know what work needed to be done um, and, and really how to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many executives who say they're on listening tours or they care about the people or they're, they're interested in this bottom up kind of stuff. But you really are that person, Rania. <laughs> let, let me just say it is, uh, uh, it's a, it, it, when you say that there are some executives who say they do yeah. uh, what they're going to do, Wanya does what she says she's going to do. And yeah. uh, much to, you know, much to people's like, Oh, do I do I really have to show up for this? You gotta show up. Yeah. Work yeah. on it, you gotta show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, like in one of those meetings, I was talking to the creative people and they were talking about, you know, they had still had to do five seconds of black and it was just such a hassle. And nobody's done that since the nineties. I'm like, don't do it anymore. You're done. Over. Uh, like I made some decisions in uh -huh. those meetings. So that was helpful too. The word <laughs> That's good. Out. People so, with lists. Uh, yeah, it is, it Leader, is. leadership. People really, people like to be led as long as the leader has some, you know, heart and soul. So good for you. Heart and soul is, is I, I, I would say that is, uh, that is, you know, part of Wani's um, gift. Yeah. Yeah. That, for real. Yeah. It, is, it is what, you know, it's what the, it's what we're all looking for, you know, in life and uh, part of our lives is yeah. uh, where we work. So, um, so Wanya, that's so, so exciting. But Wanya, because we are both friends and Facebook friends, uh, I laughed when I read this post from you in Facebook a few weeks ago. And so this is what Wanya wrote. She said, she said, I need your help, exclamation point. In the spirit of the season, I am grateful to have been chosen to give the commencement speech for Georgia Tech. I consider this to be one of the greatest honors of my life. I'll admit, I barely got out of there, but how it prepared me for life. So you, you crowdsourced advice on Facebook uh, for great commencement speeches. And like I read the comment, you really got a lot of advice. And these speeches are super intimidating in the best of circumstances. I know you just did it this weekend. 
what did you decide to say? Like, we could all use meaningful advice to wrap up 2021. You tell us. What did you I started, I started with, um, you know, you read somebody's bio, you, you hear an intro, and I said, you know, it looks like you had this linear path right to the top, right? Yeah. And so it was important for me to share my failures. And I started with my freshman year. My father died right before I went to my first day of class. My oh, roommate gosh. told me she didn't like black people. I had to move. She was a sophomore. I oh, got a C God. and a D. I'd never gotten a C or a D. And my boyfriend dumped me. So that's kind of, I mean, it's like, that was all in a quarter. But I talked about how you turn your failures, you, what you learn, how you learn from your failures and your mistakes and your missteps in life and how that, how I use that to find my purpose. And, um, and then I got from my Facebook friend, Chadwick Bozeman's speech at Howard University. Oh, right. He gave yeah, the commencement right. speech. And it was all about purpose. And yeah. I quoted him a time or two because I loved him. And I thought it was a good cultural refer- reference for the kids. Yeah, that's good. Get down with the kids. Yeah, good Down idea. with the kids. And, and, um, and then I just talked about, my theme was everything you need to know about life you learned here at Georgia Tech. Oh, wow. And I just gave some examples. So it was fun. But here's the thing I was so excited about. Um, the president is from Spain, and he and I were on a board together. And he said when I walked in the room and we were all, all the speakers kind of came together, he said, this is the first time in history we've had three black women speak. So I was wow. the commencement speaker. A friend of mine I went to college with is the chair of the Alumni Association. She spoke. And the student speaker was an African-American woman, the 11th woman to get her math degree at Georgia Tech, African-American woman, and she's from Atlanta. So it was like, we were amazed. It's just Wow. Wow. That feels like kind of a full circle moment for you then. It must have been very emotional. It was. It really was. It really was. And it was outdoors and it didn't rain. So that was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of purpose, maybe we should like wrap up with some thoughts on that. Michelle, as you're going into 2021 and you're thinking about, okay, like goals or purpose or what's the most important thing to you, like across all of your various responsibilities, which are wide, like what's the number one thing you really hope for in 2021? Well, here's the um, here's the uh, mission statement that uh, we're working off of that Wanya. Um, uh, of course, you have a mission statement. Of course, you do. <laughs> of course you do. We want to be the place that makes you think as much as it makes you feel. Wanya said this to me two weeks ago, last week. It just like of all the clutter and in and 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 all the things that we're trying to do and all the pitches you get. We want to make you think as much as we want to make you feel. And I, and I will, you know, let her speak to that, but I, I, that just really clarified for me what we're going to do in 2021. And we have so much work that we're doing. I think, you know, anytime, you know, uh, we can look at what we're doing and say, is this the right thing? Is that the right thing? Is, should we do more of this? Should we do less of that? Should we look at a business model that, um, that, that, that reorganizes what we're thinking? We have four services. We have Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Hallmark Drama, and Hallmark Movies Now, our streaming service. 
that's a that's that you know that's a big suite of of of, of, of channels um, and and services that people want to watch, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I call it the hallmark effect. Uh, they want more of us. They mm-hmm. want their they want their hallmark channel monopoly game. They want their hallmark channel blanket. <laughs> Their wine glasses and and hot chocolate. How about the wine? How about the wine <laughs> you're selling <laughs> now? They do. Um, uh, that is that is that is a brand promise. And her, my you know my goal um, to make you think as much as it makes you feel is to um, is 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 to deliver on that. Yeah, that's a big vision. And you know. It's That's not Wanya vision, by the way. Yeah, but it's you know, but it's also Wanya. It's a big responsibility because what you do does have so much cultural relevance and cultural impact. That's a lot of responsibility to do that. It is. I mean, I think you know we are a storytelling brand, right? And so we have an opportunity to create many different places and spaces and represent many different types of people. And one of the things that Michelle and I talk about a lot is cultural relevance, right? How do you infuse culture? Because if you look at, you know, what we're doing is working. They've done an amazing job. But how can you learn something about someone who's a little different than you? It could be an Italian family. It could be an African-American family. You know, we had our first LGBTQ, a gay couple trying to adopt a child. But how do you learn about people through our movies? And you'll find, how do you find that there's more that binds us together than makes us different? And so I think the Hallmark... Um, the Hallmark Channel, I think the Hallmark brand in general does that through their card lines, various card lines. But I also think we can do that as a channel through storytelling that makes you think for, as much as it makes you feel. We got the feel part and sometimes mm-hmm. we get the think part, but how can we move one step beyond that? Well, uh, yeah, I okay. will tell you a story, a, a real quick story. Uh, I met a, uh, a, an ER trauma surgeon man, uh, much taller than me. Um, and he said when he comes home, he, uh, he cannot watch, he can't even watch Grey's Anatomy. Uh, he needs to watch the Walmart channel. Um, he has a really, really tough job. Uh, he was also Italian American. And this is one of the things that Wani has challenged us to continue to do. Um, uh, we did Christmas in Rome last year. I loved that one. Oh, I loved that one. (laughs) I loved it. I knew you would. I knew you would. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and, uh, he told me that what we did, uh, for him, we took him right back to his grandmother's kitchen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Lacey Chabert. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lacey Chabert. We did not. Wanya and I did not take him back to his grandmother's kitchen. Uh, Lacey Chabert did. And, um, um, and, uh, he said, you hit all of the um all of the traditions that italian americans um have and uh and that's one that's the thing that wanya has uh charged us with is how do we make more people feel like they're being seen and uh, and 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 i think that's a really important um uh, note for us for 2021 well if there was ever a year when we needed our hallmark entertainment it was 2020 and so we want to thank you both for that for joining us on satellite sisters and for now leon and julie aren't we psyched for 2021 i I am clearing our schedules for the programming (laughs) 
I have 11 more seasons of Heartland to catch up on, but I just discovered it. But I'll, I'll be ready. I'll be ready after oh, the new Hallmark year. Hallmark movies now. We are here for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, th okay. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining thank us. You. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Wanya. Ho, ho, ho. Enjoy the holidays. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you again in 2021. Thanks. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. That's right. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> In no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's so infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right, sisters, we are bringing it on home. Uh, but okay. first, what do we need to do? Do we need, I have to bring up my rundown. We need to do... Okay, we need to remind people that we come back on January oh, 5th, Leah. Right. So we're yes. taking a little break. This is it. This is the big finish right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but our first show of 2021 will be Tuesday, January 5th. Great. And then uh, there will be a pep talk this week, but I'm going to take three weeks off of pep talk because uh, I actually need to do some writing over the holidays. So uh, so taking a little pep talk break. But Liz, yeah. you're over there on the Instagram. You have some I'm interviews happening. I'm over there on Instagram. You know, we've been kind of been doing a series on things people have accomplished during the pandemic, you know, despite the fact that it's pretty easy to just throw in the towel. So the most recent interview I did was with <laughs> Michelle Cruz. <laughs> Michelle Cruz. Don't throw in the towel, Liz, because you're it, Liz. wearing a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it on. Keep that towel on. 
So I interviewed last week, Michelle Cruz is, she's actually a, a singer, a jazz singer. So for people in the performing arts, it's been a really hard year, as you can imagine. So we talked all about her year and what she's doing. She's part of a production of A Christmas Carol, a Trinity rep in Providence, Rhode Island over the holidays that will be available free online if you want to watch it. So that's one of the interviews we did. But yeah, at Sat Sisters on Instagram, literally, you never know what's going to pop up there. That's what I would say. Okay, fantastic. Also, just a reminder that um, we have a full and complete website. There's a lot of information there. If you're catching up on old shows or need show, show notes or anything like that or information about us, that's at SatelliteSisters.com. Our Facebook group is a warm, friendly place on the internet. There have been some really great posts lately. We love seeing your photos, what you and your family are doing. You could talk about almost anything over there. We have a very responsive group and it's uh, it's a private group. So you just have to search us on Facebook and answer the questions. We like to keep it to people who listen to the podcast so they understand the ethos here at Satellite Sisters. Um, but that's over at Facebook. So all those things are happening over the next couple of weeks during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so this is it. This was my big idea to wrap everything up. I wanted, I wanted to assign you all uh, top 10 for 2020 lists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I said you could do whatever your top 10 list might be, right? You pick right. the subject and then just put your top 10 things down. And you know what? We don't resort to the top 10 trope very often. So I just want to give us credit. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Almost never, almost never. It's just unusual for us. But I just liked top 10 in 2020. And this felt like a year to finish strong with the list. So I'm going to go first with my top 10 list. Okay, so these are my top 10 personal silver linings revelations for 2020. Okay. All right. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, good top, 10. top 10 personal silver linings revelations for 2020. Okay, number one, face masks are warm. I mean, that's great. (laughs) Who knew? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you didn't know. Okay, number two, in 2020, no Spanx for the entire year. I never put Spanx on. Wow, when you put it that way, that's a big win. A big win. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, number three, my top 10 personal silver linings, zero colds. I have not yes. gotten a single cold this year oh, because yeah. of the obsessive hand washing mm-hmm. and never leaving my home. Zero yeah. cold. Yeah. No interaction with humans. That helps. Yeah. It helps. Number four, silver linings. This summer at my house, it was tomato mania. Yes. I mean, I got the tomatoes in early because I had nothing else to do. And then I cared for those tomatoes. And then I ate those tomatoes. Uh, I even dried some of the tomatoes. It was tomato mania. Great year for tomatoes, 2020. Number five, I read so many books. Oh my gosh. I read so many books. I listened to so many books. I I haven't counted them up, but I was reading in genres I never read in, like thrillers and mystery. All of a sudden, mysteries, who knew? They're page turners, people. They just, (laughs) you just keep turning the pages. Ooh, hot tip, hot tip. I didn't know. How about books about witches? I read about 10 of those. That was great. I don't really read historical fiction. Ask me anything about World War II. I read them all. I read all the World War II. (laughs) There are a lot of books. So many. Okay, number six, top 10 silver linings revelations for Leon. Mastered Zoom makeup. It's simple, but you got to do it. So I feel like I've got down now. I have my foundation. I got the eye thing. Just enough lip color so I don't look, you know, 
dead. And so fantastic, mastered it. Number seven, uh, uh, silver lining. Schitt's Creek is even more delightful the second time around. Yes, it is, Leanne. Yes. Good to know. That That is good to know. I totally agree. And I feel like I still have time to do one more viewing of the whole thing before I get that vaccine because I'm so low <laughs> down the list. That will really just uh, springboard you into 2021. It really will. Okay. Number eight, flannel sheets. Oh, I started the pandemic with the flannel sheets on. I took them off for the summer. They're back on the bed. I never want to get out of bed. It's cozy, great. Cozy. Flannel mm-hmm. sheets. Okay. Number nine, I didn't go anywhere for my book tour. So I still have all the outfits I bought for my paperback tour in 2021. That's really looking on the brighter side, Leanne. Good for you. Okay. And my number one top 10 personal silver linings revelation for 2020 is that I like my family. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wow. Good, Leanne. Huge. That works out well. That worked out really well. It did. You did. You made, you made some good choices. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's next? Liz, okay. Who you I'm next. I'm next. And uh, my list, I decided to do a list of 10 most unexpected things I learned in an unexpected place. My kitchen. Okay. 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 So this is unexpected. Who would have ever thought I'd be spending any time in my kitchen? Never mind experiencing personal growth. So I'm going to count down to number one. So we're starting with number 10, which is smoked paprika. Who knew? Like, (laughs) who knew? Who knew that was a thing? But Mm. I'm into it. Okay. Number nine. It really wasn't cooking I didn't like. It was doing the dishes. Like, you know, we did so many dishes when we were kids in a household of 10 people. I know I've said this before. By the time I escaped for college, I was like, I am never doing another dish in my life. And so I didn't for about 30 years. You were so good at loading the dishwasher. (laughs) You're a master. Yes. I know. It's a skill. Okay. Number eight. In real life, neighbors do actually borrow cups of sugar from each other. Especially in pandemic times. I thought that was purely like made up TV stuff, but there was some sugar borrowing going on up here uh, in my building. Um, Number seven, I wasted decades of my life eating boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Chicken thighs are the way to go, people. (laughs) Chicken thighs. So much more delicious. Mm -hmm. Just that little bit more fat gives it a lot more flavor. Yep. Okay, Leanne, you always knew that, but how would I have known? I wasn't, no, I was just doing what they told me, skinless, boneless, chicken breast. No, those days are over. Okay, number six, kitchens are for dancing, not cable news. So turn off the little kitchen TV Absolutely. and subscribe to Spotify Premium. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. You got the got the music going on. That did remind Create me a pleasure yes. zone. There you have yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Remember, uh, Julie, you probably remember this more than Leanne because Leanne is so much younger. But we always just danced our fool heads off as we did all those dishes. Yes, right? we so, did, Liz. It was every night. 
You know, I lived in the house a long time too. (laughs) So even when you left and went to prep school, (laughs) the two of you, so your dish days, uh, you know, I stayed the whole time. So I remember, and I had to work with Sheila, who, as we know, (laughs) did not really do a lot of work. She doesn't really hold her own. No, no, she she always was missing in action. I would like to shout out, Monica and I did a lot of dishes (laughs) and a lot of dancing to the Isley Brothers. That's what I remember. Yeah. Oh, the Isley Brothers. Lee and you did a Satellite Sisters uh, playlist on Spotify, a cocktail party playlist for the holiday season that has some great Isley Brothers on it. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so that was number six. Number five, some of Edna Dolan's tools for gracious living really do improve life. Like, yes, I can serve things to myself on a silver cocktail tray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I did that. I mean, I live alone, but yeah. Okay. So that was good. Uh, number four, preparing food for other people can be emotionally satisfying, even when you are handing it out your kitchen window because it's not safe for them to come inside. You know, the sharing of the food concept, um, new to me, learned it. Um, number three, this is more sort of philosophical in nature. There's time, and then there are timers. And those are really two different things, people. <laughs> like if you're, if you're trying to execute a recipe, just accepting the flow of time, which was my normal way of living my life. No, at a certain point, you have to resort to timers. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's huge for me. Uh, number two, we're getting close to the big finish. Number two. Eyeballing usually works. I mean, I've gone, I've gone through life sort of eyeballing everything, my work, my life, everything, uh, but not always, uh, especially in baking. There's no eyeballing in baking. So, okay, that was a revelation. And number one, elevate. I'm, I'm, I'm landing, I'm finishing with that thought, elevate. Every little thing is worth doing a little better than you might have, even if it's just for yourself. So. I really learned that over all of these seasons of cooking with Liz. So there, the, there you go. That's my top 10 most unexpected things I learned in an unexpected place. All right. Excellent, lovely, Liz. Liz. That Very was good. really good. Okay. Well, I'll be the third. And my list is a list of hope and gratitude in 2020. And I, my, and I'm, I'm going to build to a finish. So my first one, of course, still is the vaccine. I mean, what a big shot in the arm and that a nurse received one of the first doses, dose, that was perfect. That was just perfect. That was, I was so happy to see that. Number two, essential workers who went to work when I was scared to leave my house. I am just so grateful. You provided so much hope and a special shout out to childcare providers who kept their doors open. They never closed. They helped everybody get back to work. So that was a great thing. Three, grandparents who stepped up, <laughs> who stepped in. Hey, if provided, you don't say so yourself. <laughs> right. We, 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 as a group, we provided childcare, tutoring, cooking and cleaning, and transportation. So don't ever dismiss boomers, okay? When it counted most, boomers turned out to be selfless rather than selfish. Mm, Wow. Number four, 
everything is cleaner from my hands to the floors at Costco. (laughs) And that's got to be good for something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number five, my fifth thing that I have great gratitude for is I know my husband's coworkers much better after spending, (laughs) they've spent the year in my house on Zoom and conference calls. So I should be in really good shape for office Christmas party 2021, because I know these people now. Number six, friends. I really cherish every text, phone call, wave, drive-by, Zoom call. Just thanks for being there, you know? Mm -hmm. Number seven, Alexia frozen crinkle cut sweet potato fries. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you had those? Yeah. I didn't know anything about these, but I saw people hoarding these in March. I thought (laughs) I better get some of those. I don't know what they are, but I got, those are delicious. So thank you. Uh, those those were, were great. It's a meal. I mean, that's a full meal. That is really those, with a salad. You don't need anything else. They are yeah. delicious. Okay, number eight, family and family traditions, uh, which were comforting, and at the same time seemed like small acts of courage to mount some of the family traditions in 2020. Number nine, we're coming up to the end. The moon had a heck of a year. Okay, just think about this. 13 full moons, two super moons, and a rare Halloween blue moon. And you know, sometimes during this past year, you needed to look up at the moon and the stars to remember your place in the universe. Wow. And finally, I'm grateful and hopeful for you, Liz and Leon, that we work together every week. I'm also grateful to my other, our other sisters, Monica and Sheila, and to our, our brothers who are such a source of inspiration and support. And finally, to our listeners, our friends in our ears, thank you for your loyalty and your kindness in 2020. Okay, now you're making me feel bad about the smoked paprika on my list. <laughs> That's very beautiful, Julie. Beautiful, it's Julie. true. Thank you. Very yep. thoughtful. It's been a long so, year. Oh, and a- thank, but thank you both. I mean, you know, we, we don't always say that to each other on air, but thank you both for being here this year. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now I have to do okay, the business. Wow. Uh, now I have to do the business and I look like a carpetbagger. But <laughs> All right. I'm just... <laughs> You know what, Julie, though? I knew yours was going to be deep, so I put you last on the list. So (laughs) thank you for delivering. Um, We would like to thank our advertisers, many of whom have been with us all year, which is really important. It allows us to continue to do the show. It really does. Thank you for your support all year here at Satellite Sisters. A big thanks to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Sergio, we appreciate you and thank you for everything. We miss seeing you. uh, And hopefully 2021, we'll be able to share a cup of coffee again. Uh, we'd like to thank our whole mud bath team. It's small, it's small and it's lean. It's mighty, lean. Mighty. It's, mighty. it's mighty. small, but uh-huh. mighty. A big thanks to Diane Gray, uh, Emily Loudermilk, and Kate Quinn, who does our, um, our, our website. We want to thank them so much. We appreciate it. A big thanks to the whole sales team at Wondery. Uh, we miss seeing you in the office. We miss the office, um, <laughs> but we really appreciate all the great work this year. Thanks to all of our listeners. I think Julie said it better, but all the Satellite Sisters and Misters who stayed connected with us this year, I think we helped each other get through. 
Mm -hmm. uh, usually we wrap up with a to-do list, but I put together a to-did list, uh, sort of a satellite sisters, look what I did in 2020 by the numbers. Oh, so, um, okay. I know it feels like we didn't leave our houses and we didn't get much done, but we, maybe we didn't leave our houses, but we did actually get quite a few things done in the satellite sisters media empire. Uh, so to wrap up 2020, here is what we did. Hashtag sat sisters, look what we did 2020. We did 44 original podcasts. We did four best of shows. We did 144 sponsor ads. We did 71 episodes of Cooking with Liz. We had zero kitchen fires. <laughs> <laughs> we did 12 Facebook live interviews, 131 Instagram posts, 18 pep talk newsletters, 3,500 new subscribers to pep talk, one 90,000 word novel, uh, over 50 virtual book tour events, and we spent one night with the Barefoot Contessa. Oh, and that's yeah. Here, people. <laughs> yes. Wow, that really does sound like a lot, Leanne. Okay. Full year, Leanne. Yes. Thanks for adding that all up. Feeling super accomplished. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody, have a great holiday season. We wish, we wish you all, um, you know, a lot of health and a lot of hugs in 2021. We'll get mm -hmm. there, we'll get there, people. Um, sisters, have a great holidays. I'll miss seeing you. We yes. won't, <laughs> yes. no together time. No, no together uh, time. But together. Okay, you too, Leanne. Thanks. All right, and don't forget, call your satellite sister.